you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Boy, if the Eagles can come up with their... One turnover of the game right here. That would be ceiling. Brady with White to his right. Brady back again. He steps up his head and falls forward. And he fumbles the football and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by... Yeah, it is unrecovered by Bournette. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around. And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions! And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ, Bucky, and Buck. We made it. We made it, man. We've got the NFL season kicking off tonight, Thursday night football, ahead of a big week one slate of NFL games, man. I just I woke up a little spring in my step today. How about you? Happy game day. Uh, it's a big day. Obviously, everyone loves to see the season kick off, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Atlanta Falcons. It just means that the NFL is here, and I'm excited about it. Not just the NFL today. We're going to preview those uh, those week one matchups as well, uh, we're going to jump into some college football because we've got a big week two slate of college football games. We're going to hit that. But I think we need to start off here, Buck. Let's not waste any time. Let's just jump right in here, right into the deep end. i, I got to get your thoughts on this whole situation uh, going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell. And let me fill the folks in in case you aren't familiar with this. Uh, Le'Veon Bell um, has been franchise tagged. It's sat out training camp. The expectation was that he would show up week one and, uh, and be ready to go this weekend, although he did not show up. That is a that's a big story with Le'Veon Bell not showing up, but it's not the biggest part of this story. It's kind of the the turning on him 
by some teammates, namely some offensive linemen here. Let me give you a couple quotes here, Buck. Uh, Ramon Foster, veteran offensive lineman. What do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a darn. Different word. I guess so we'll treat it as such. I just hate it came to this. And then Marquise Pouncey, one of the big-time leaders on this football team. Why play hide-and-seek? Why let your agent say this? Just man up and tell us what you were doing. So it's uh, it, it's a definitely an odd situation here with the, with their uh, you could say their best player on their football team if if you have that argument with Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, one of the premier players in the entire National Football League, has his teammates uh, are a little upset with him right now, Buck. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm out on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've been out on them since the off season. I'm just not a believer that this team will ever be a championship team as they're currently constructed. Uh, talent on the field they should be able to compete with anybody but I got the general sense and I continue to get the general sense that this team is fractured it's fractured in a bunch of different ways um, from this situation with Lev Bill and the offensive linemen disagreeing to Big Ben calling out the head coach repeatedly to A.B. Antonio Brown doing whatever he does I just don't feel like this is a very cohesive unit now in Pro Bowl a lot of people have to understand that you have 53 independent contractors that kind of come together on game days. Whether they like or love each other remains to be seen, but typically you can get it done. But this team here has so much discord and what appears to be dysfunction, I just don't know how they can compete on a championship level, particularly when you have an offensive line that is violating the code of the locker room, which means you never talk about another player's business, particularly when it comes to contract. The fact that Roman... Ramon Foster and Marquise Pouncey not only just talked about Lev Bell not being there, but in Foster's case, he talked about with a hint of jealousy, this guy's making seven times more than I make and all this other stuff. Like, to me, that's very, very personal. And I just don't know how Lev Bell can walk into that locker room and really give it up for a team that certainly is not giving it up for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some information here that we must not have. I mean, if you're trying to read between the lines – are you with me on this? That it, it it seems like there had to have been some type of private assurances or something that he had told them he was coming, and then all of a sudden he changed his mind and he wasn't coming. I mean, the line that I keep coming back to is, uh, you know, why play hide and seek? That was mm-hmm. from Pouncey. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's why I, I think it's not so much that he's not that they're upset, not that he's not there, but that he told him he was coming and then and kind of changed his mind here late in the process. That's the only reason. I can figure it out. Now, I'm with you, and I didn't play in the NFL, and I still I subscribe to that theory of you never talk about another guy's money and you leave business alone. But to me, that had to be what this was about, that there was, a, you know, hey, a wink and a nod, I'll be there. We got a championship-caliber team, and, and I'll be there week one, and then he didn't show up. That has to, Surely there was just some a, more of a communication thing than a contract thing. A little bit, but even in that, things change, and things are, are, are changing by the minute. There may have been closed-door discussions that changed Levin Bell's opinion. I think even with that being said, and if he said, like, hey, I'm going to show up on Wednesday, or I'm going to show up next week or whatever, I think players have to kind of trust that Lev Bell is going to show up when he shows up. I, You know, like, and maybe because they came out and they were so strong, like, hey, he's going to show up on Wednesday. But we never heard Lev Bell nor his representative say that he was going to show up on Wednesday. So, look, maybe they felt like they had egg on their face because they were so bold and, and, and telling everyone around them that he would show up on Wednesday. But this backlash, this stuff, this stuff to me says there are bigger issues beyond the contract situation in that Pittsburgh locker room. Yeah, no, it is. I, I Have you ever seen anything like this? I, I can't remember a time where we've seen no. anything like this. No, but I think, man, if, if you go and you really look at the Steelers, the Steelers have been fractured for a while from – A.B. doing the Facebook Live post after game, which put his 
coaching the crosshairs because the Patriots then had the information in terms of him talking about them. Big Ben repeatedly throwing his coaching staff under the bus when situations go awry at the end of games. He also kind of flirting with, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire talk. He took a shot at Mason Rudolph when he was drafted and all the like. This is a team that, look, I understand when you give people voices and everyone chirps and talks talks about whatever they want to talk about. But right now, I think the challenge will be for Mike Tomlin to rein his team in and to get them really to buy in and sacrifice one another. I just don't see how it can happen in this case. You know, I'm just thinking about this, talking about being an uh, interesting locker room there. Remember when they all wanted to stay in the locker room for the anthem? And then Villanueva stands out by himself? Yeah, yeah he came I've, out there. He's like, I'm not doing that. I, you know, he served, served, served the military, so he wasn't going for that. But, I mean, that's just another example of another story where they're not all on the same page. They're not all on the same page. And then, ultimately, like, the head coach has to bear the brunt of it. But, yeah, this is a team that is not together. Like, everyone who's predicting this team to be the team that represents the AFC, I think you need to scratch your ballots, make sure you get your money back from the bookie, because I just don't see how this team <laughs> is going to be able to do it. Because I'm not saying that – Every team that wins gets along and it's a kumbaya locker room. But, man, we've listed six or seven examples in an offseason or in, in, in less than a calendar year of this team not being on the same page. The one thing you have to be able to do is you have to be able to play as a team despite being independent contractors. This team can forget about it. Like, I don't think they're doing it. That's why I told man. you the Browns are going to beat them. Uh, you all on the Browns now. I'm questioning. No, I'm not team. saying they're going to win. I'm not going to say the thing, but that's what I said. I said it early in the week when we did yeah, the videos we'll or whatever. You probably feel better about it now after all that's going on I there. feel great about uh, we'll it. See, we'll see how, James Conner, see how James Conner looks here for this offense. I think they're going to chuck it is what they're going to end up doing. Well, that's uh, what they want to do. That's what the quarterback wants to do. He got his new yeah. – uh, he got his, his offensive coordinator – fire so he can have his, his buddy be called play so he can throw it all <laughs> around. I mean, it's everything. It's whatever number seven wants. Whatever. Yeah, a little drama. Wants. A little drama, though, there in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's move through some of these other ones here quickly. Earl Thomas decides to show up. The Cowboys is reported. Um, I believe I think it was Adam Schefter that put it out there. The Cowboys had offered a second-round pick for Earl Thomas. That was not enough. The Seahawks said, no, thank you. And uh, and Earl ended up showing up to play football. So he showed up this uh, this week to suit up for the Seahawks. What does that mean for their defense, having a guy like that back in the fold? Uh, overall, I think it's another example. Like, the league is business. It's never personal. It's business. The Seahawks have taken a business-like approach to Earl Thomas. They weren't going to redo his deal. They have a level of precedence. They did this with Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor eventually folded uh, with Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas took it as long as he could without giving up a big paycheck. Shows up this week so he can play on Sunday. We'll see if he plays. Uh, what it means to the defense, they have a veteran leader. They have the only remaining part member of the Legion yeah. of Boom. And so he'll try and piece it together and patchwork the secondary that has a bunch of young players. I think the Seahawks still can be really good. A lot of it will be due to Russell Wilson and that offense being able to make plays. I'm optimistic that there will be a team that can get maybe nine or ten wins. It doesn't look like it on paper, but I just feel like this team has a really good sense of where they are in the division, and I think they will play their division rivals pretty well. I talked to, to some folks when uh, we did the preseason game with the Chargers uh, and the Seahawks and mentioned something about Earl Thomas and the expectation from this person who's very close to the team said, ah, he's not, that, that's over. He won't be here. This, this, this era is over. So this kind of a surprise to some folks, even close to the team there, uh, that Earl decided to come in and they're going to be able to, uh, to at least work this thing out for this year under the current conditions. He does make a big difference over that team. I mean, you talk about the, the best free safety in the NFL, in my opinion, how does that not have a big-time impact on your defense? So uh, that's good news for them, a team that a lot of folks feel is in the middle of a transition. Could be a down year. Uh, that's a nice addition when you get Earl Thomas. And I had heard a long long time ago 
early on in the process that Seattle was looking for two twos. That had mm-hmm. been mentioned to me, and I was like, ah, I don't think they're going to be able to get two twos uh, for Earl. And Cowboys offered up one. That wasn't enough. No, I mean, it, it, I mean, I thought the second round pick. If you're going to move on from, you know, you're going to move on from. Second round pick was probably decent value, especially because they don't have one. Uh, is he more valuable than a second round pick? You're Absolutely. not finding Earl Thomas in the you're second round. You're not going to find him in the draft, like just like with the Khalil Mack thing, and we're talking about number ones. It's hard to find the guy that you already have in the room. Uh, he gives them another chance to take one more swing, one more cut at the plate to see if they can be a playoff contender. But, look, after this year, he's gone. He's going somewhere else. He'll probably be with the Cowboys, and he will take that veteran leadership and give it to their locker room because they still need a, a leader in the back end. No question. All right, you ready to let's, – let's, let's shotgun through these games here. want to go through every game. We're not going to do this every week on the pod, but this is the, it's the first week of the season, so – I want to do a little nugget on each game, what we're looking for. I'll, take, I'll tell you what, Buck, I'll take the road teams, you take the home teams, and we're going to fly through these games. Uh, Sully, do we have that? that burr, 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 burr. We need a little sound effect, I think, because we're going to go so fast on these, on these games. Thank you. That's what, exactly what I was looking for. I didn't know how to describe that, but that was it. Well, let's, uh, let's rip through these games. Tonight, Falcons, Eagles, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC. Oh, I love that, Cam. Nicely done. Uh, Falcons, Eagles, Buck, for me, Falcons. I'm looking in this game to see uh, who else is going to emerge on this offense. I'm looking to see Calvin Ridley's role as a rookie, and I'm looking to see how Austin Hooper gets more involved in this offense. How about the Eagles? Uh, It's all about Nick Foles. Has the clock struck midnight on Cinderella? Will he turn back into the backup quarterback that we've known him to be for so long in his career, or will he continue to build upon the momentum that he created last year in the playoffs? Sunday, Bills at Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. It's all Peterman. It's all Nathan Peterman. Never has so much been made about one start. Had an awful experience against the Chargers last year. But was phenomenal in the preseason. So which Peterman are we going to see? And this is not an easy assignment against the Ravens. I have major concerns about where the Bills can block them. Uh, for me, it's all about Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has experienced a bit of a renaissance, had a great preseason, looked like he was a, a Tier 1, Tier 2 quarterback. Let's see if he can carry that on when the bullets are flying. The Ravens' season depends on how Joe Flacco plays. Jaguars at Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Let's start with the Jags here. I'm just looking at this offensive line and, and the addition they made with Andrew Norwell. They've, they've tried to build a bully. They've done it successfully on defense. They ran the ball last year well. I think they even take it up to another level. I want to see if they can kind of bludgeon the New York Giants, a team that's been known for their physicality. I think the Jaguars are bringing a big stick to town. For the Giants, it's all about offense. Offense, offense, offense. I expect the green light to be on. I look for them to go, go, go. Saquon Barkley, OBJ. Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. I think this team can light it up and score points. I know the Jaguars' defense is formidable. Look for them to try and spread them out and see if they can shred uh, their secondary, particularly when they start working on the nickel corner. Buccaneers at Saints, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. All right, with the Bucks, everybody's going to be looking at the quarterback there, Ryan Fitzpatrick, no Jameis Winston. But for me, I'm going to flip over and look at this defensive line that's been remade. This defense needed an overhaul. They were very aggressive in the offseason, highlighted by Jason Pierre-Paul, a bunch of other names they brought in there to help fortify that front. How are they at the line of scrimmage against the Saints, one of the best offensive lines in football? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough because when you deal with the Saints, you're also dealing with an offense that is lights out. Alvin Kamara, how is he going to play as the number one runner? I know Sean Payton said the role wouldn't change with Mark Ingram out, but surely you got to make sure you give more carries. I'm curious to see how they will use Kamara as the number one offensive weapon. Texans at Patriots, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Well, this one's easy for the Texans. You know, you got J.J. Watt back. That's that's going to be fun to see. But this is all about the return of Deshaun Watson. We saw what he did against the Patriots last year. Can he duplicate it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough because Deshaun Watson played lights out. And then when I look at the Patriots' offense, I just don't know who the marquee weapons are outside of 87. But the system finds a way to create opportunities for the running backs. Look for the running backs to have great games. James White, Rex Burkhead, Look for both of those guys to get eight to ten catches. 49ers at Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Well, you know, look, Jimmy Garoppolo coming in to take on Kirk Cousins. This is the, the game where you've got Kyle Shanahan's two favorite human beings on planet Earth and Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. So a lot to look at on the offensive side of the ball with the 49ers. No Jarek McKinnon, so his homecoming against the Vikings uh, did not happen, unfortunately, because of the injury. But I'm looking for this 49ers team is on the other side of the ball. This defensive front has a chance to be dynamic with what they have in place. Can Solomon Thomas take that next step? Can the two big kids from Oregon continue to improve? We saw DeForest Buckner play at a high level last year. Can Eric Armstead match his former college teammates' production? I want to see this defensive line against a suspect offensive line for the Vikings. Yeah, this offensive line may be suspect, but when you got a – $30 million quarterback in Kirk Cousins. He's going to make it all right. I'm looking forward to seeing this offense. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins has the best supporting cast that he's ever had in his career. I look for him to go from good to great this season with his supporting cast. We'll see week one against the Niners. Titans at Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Well, this one for the Titans, Buck. Look, Marcus Mariota, how's he going to play and how's he going to function in this new offense, this Matt LaFleur offense? I'm anxious to keep a track on one number, and that is carries. How many carries does Marcus Mariota have? How involved are they going to let him be in the run game? That's what I'm looking forward to watching. You're talking about carries. I'm thinking about total touches, and the total touch guy that I have my eye on is Kenyon Drake. Look, this guy has been nothing short of spectacular for the Miami Dolphins in limited action. They're finally going to give him an opportunity to really carry the load. He was spectacular at Alabama as a runner-receiver. I think the Dolphins are going to use him as a hybrid. Look for Kenyon Drake. He is the name. He will be the next great hybrid running back in the National Football League. Bengals at Colts, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Uh, for me, this Bengals team has a chance to be uh, pretty good, a team that nobody's talked about during the offseason. Seen some flashes in the preseason, get John Ross up and running after a, a disappointing rookie year. But to me, this is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, a guy, Buck, we both as a football player loved coming into the draft. He can do everything. He's slimmed down. He's a little bit more explosive. Can Joe Mixon, can he kind of be their David Johnson? Can he take his game to a big-time level? He's got the talent. We'll see it if he can do it here against the Colts. Yeah, with the Colts, it's all about Andrew Luck 2.0. How has he remade? How do they feature him in a new offense that features more quick rhythm passes? We saw a, got a little taste of what he could be during the preseason, but now, regular season, everything is coming at him fast and furious. Can he play with a new style, a new approach? That would be the test of the franchise quarterback for the Colts. 
Steelers at Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Well, we talked about the Steelers at the top of the show. A lot of drama there in the Steel City. And uh, you'll see James Conner in the, in the lineup, see what he can do with the running back position. Uh, but to me, when I look at this Steelers team, Ben Roethlisberger starting to slow down maybe just a little bit. Some folks question that. I don't know. He came in great shape to this training camp. I'm looking to see if Ben Roethlisberger kind of kind of rejuvenates his career a little bit and chuck it around the yard here with no Le'Veon Bell. Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I am going to the other side and the other quarterback. Tyrod Taylor has been one of the more efficient, one of the more safe, risk-adverse quarterbacks in the league. That has helped him guide teams to the postseason. With the Cleveland Browns, you talk about a team that is trying to win games. The biggest albatross around the neck has been the turnovers from the quarterback position. Tyrod won't turn it over. He's playing with a better defense and what should be a solid running game. Maybe, just maybe, the Browns win their first one against one of their hated rivals. Chiefs at Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. Well, I'll be at this game, Buck, Chiefs-Chargers. And for the Chiefs, what I'm looking forward to seeing is Patrick Mahomes and, and what he looks like at the quarterback position. We saw one start last year. We've seen him in the preseason. We joked coming into the draft process, screens and scrambles was kind of what he majored in. How does he play from the pocket, working through progressions? Uh, how does he perform? That's one thing I'm keeping an eye on. And then defensively, this is a remade secondary, especially with no Marcus Peters, a team that's beaten this Chargers team eight times in a row. Turnovers has been a big – oh, there you go, a little money drop. The turnovers have been a big part of this uh, win streak here for the Chiefs. Phillip Rivers turned it over six times uh, last year. Can they generate turnovers with some new faces in the secondary? Well, whether they can generate new faces or not, those new faces will be tested because that Charger receiver core is dynamic. They're nothing short of spectacular when you look at the collection of talent they have on the outside. Uh, Keenan Allen being able to do his thing as number one. Mike Williams showing up. Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, they can stretch you out. They don't necessarily have a tight end because even though Antonio Gates was re-signed, he'll probably only play down in the red zone. Their quads package, their four wires package could be problematic for the Chiefs. Man, Phillip Rivers may go for 350 against his Kansas City squad. Seahawks at Broncos. 425 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. All right, with the Seahawks, I'm going to go very very specific on this one. I'm looking forward to watching the rookies. We're going to see Shaquem Griffin get the start. That's the one I can't wait to see at linebacker. Great story in the draft last year. He's filling in for K.J. Wright, who's a little bit nicked up right now. So what does he look like? Plus Rasheem Green, another rookie out of USC that was phenomenal in the preseason. Let's keep an eye on these rookies for the Seahawks. You know, when you think about the Seahawks, the Seahawks have so much talent. But, man, they are facing a nightmare in terms of that defensive front line from the Denver Broncos. I want to see what the combination of Bradley Chubb and Von Miller looks like. We can talk about the improvement of the Seahawks offensive line, but I don't know if you can find two more polished pass rushers than Von Miller and Chubb. Let's see how much they're able to kind of disrupt and, and, dis, and keep Russell Wilson on the move because he's not able to settle into the pocket. It could be a long day for the Seahawks. Cowboys at Panthers. 4.25 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. Well, with this Cowboys team, no Des Bryant, no Jason Witten. I'm looking forward to see who's going to catch a football. Uh, that's, that's, to me, the number one storyline I'm keeping an eye on. Michael Gallup is a rookie. Everybody's excited about the way he's played, uh, the camp that he's had coming out of Colorado State. Who's going to emerge as the weapons here in this Cowboys offense? We know they're going to come out, try and run the football, and they'll probably be able to do that. But to me, where does the football go once it's in the air? 
for the Carolina Panthers, it's all about Cam Newton. Cam Newton now has some weapons on the outside. He's done it before, and he's played at the MVP level. I think Cam is a dark horse candidate to be an MVP again. North Turner will unleash something in him that we haven't seen before. Let's see what he's able to do against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, and he's not hot. Redskins at Cardinals, 425 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. I'm looking forward to seeing just the offense, what it looks like for the Redskins under Alex Smith here. you got a very mobile quarterback, a little bit different play style there than the guy that just left and Kirk Cousins. So are we going to see some zone read stuff from, from the Washington Redskins? Jay Gruden kind of open it up a little bit, let Alex Smith get on the move. I just want to see how different the offensive system is from last year to this year. I want to see if Alex Smith is going to take care of the ball because one thing that I was able to take away from the Cardinals' defense during the preseason – they are a ball-hawking bunch. Steve Wilkes has those guys hunting and searching after the ball. They had 17, 18 takeaways in four preseason games. That is uncommon, unheard of. The last team to do that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that won the Super Bowl 20, 2002. Maybe, just maybe, the Cardinals defense deserves to be an all-time great. Bears at Packers, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. <laughs> Well, this one's easy for me. Khalil Mack showing up for the Bears in his first game. What does he look like? What does Roquan Smith look like? This has a chance to be the two pillars of this Bears defense going forward for the next several seasons. Our first chance to see those two guys on the field together. I cannot wait. You know, when I look at this, this is all about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers returning. How does he connect or reconnect with his wide receiver core? Added some weapons, Mercedes Lewis. He gets Jimmy Graham. Now he has size to go with some of the speed and explosiveness they have on the outside. This could be a track meet. It could be the track meet Aaron Rodgers running from Khalil Mack, or it could be the Packers wide receivers running away from the Bears DBs. (laughs) Monday, Jets at Lions, 7.10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Well, look, every eye in the stadium is going to be on the Jets' rookie quarterback, Sam Darnold, the youngest starting quarterback in a billion years in the National Football League. So how does he perform against a Lions defense? Going to give him some complex looks there with Matt Patricia. Uh, We'll see how Sam Darnold performs. I know that is without question the thing I'll be watching here with this Jets team. Do they spread him out? We get a lot of empty. Uh, Let him be able to make quick decisions. I think that's probably the M.O., the game plan there for the Jets Get some spacing and let Sam Darnold get the ball out of his hands quick. Yeah, they have to they have to space it out because they're trying to help Sam Darnold play at a high level. For the Lions, what do they look like under Matty P? Matty P brings the Patriot way to Detroit. Detroit is a team that has always been on the verge of being a playoff contender, been in the playoffs, have been just narrowly missing it a couple of times. Can they be more detailed, more buttoned up, more disciplined? Also, can they find a way to run and run the ball? LeGarrette Blunt, Kerryon Johnson, how do they get those guys play in the mix to really alleviate some of the burden on Matthew Stafford? Rams at Raiders, 10.20 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Well, I looked. All those big additions the Rams have made on the defensive side of the ball, and Dominic and Sue, Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib, that's great. But I am fascinated by where this offense can go in year two under Sean McVay. They were outstanding last year. He seems like he's even more excited about the personnel he has in place going forward this year, adding Brandon Cooks. See the continued evolution of these young tight ends to go along with Todd Gurley. Uh, So many weapons there. We just need to come up with a nickname. They were the greatest show on turf. 
But they play on grass, and they're going to be playing on grass uh, up here against Oakland. So I, I don't know what we're going to call that uh, on grass. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, first class on grass. I, I don't know. we got to come up with something. Uh, but this offense for the Rams, I can't not wait to watch them go up against this Raiders defense. Speaking of offense, I can't wait to see the Raiders offense because when John Gruden decided not to pay Khalil Mack but to elevate his quarterback, Derek Carr, as a $25 million guy, he said, I have a Tier 1 quarterback. That means my Tier 1 quarterback has to be able to find a way to help the Raiders win games. Let's see if Derek Carr is legitimately, legitimately a top 5, top 10 quarterback. We'll see because he doesn't have the weapons on defense. He's going to have to be awesome at quarterback. Let's see if he has some of that awesome sauce in his game. Well, there you go. We just whipped through every single game this weekend. What we'll be watching for, cannot wait for the kickoff tonight, Thursday night football, and then uh, a really great slate of games here on Sunday. Buck, I don't know if you saw this. I, I do this every quarter, put out the uh, the top 25 rookies, and th- this one is always the hardest one because it's off preseason, and there's no real criteria. There's no specific criteria to use. But look, you got to play. You have to have played at least a little bit. So a guy like Roquan Smith did not make my top 25 rookie list. As soon as he gets on the field here in the first couple games, once we get to the quarter turn, I guarantee you he will find his way on there. Um, Saquon Barkley only played a handful of plays, Buck, but I saw all I needed to see. Saw the same guy I saw at Penn State, that first run there against the Browns. So he came in at number two on my list. Sam Darnold was number one, uh, winning that quarterback job for the Jets. I had uh, Barkley at two. Derwin James, who had a front row seat to watch him during the preseason at three. Bradley Chubb at four. Josh Jackson at five from the Packers, uh, kind of a ball hawk there at Iowa. We're seeing the same things. Uh, there in Green Bay. Had Baker at six. Now he'll drop down once we start playing games because he won't be out there. Quentin Nelson for the Colts, seven. Josh Rosen, another one who will drop down because he's not starting but had a great preseason. Marcus Davenport and Minka Fitzpatrick. That rounds out my top ten. You know, I I love this list. I love lists. You can't never do uh, enough lists. Uh, one guy that stands out to me, you included him, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson was uh, very impressive during the preseason. Uh, got his hands on balls, did a really good job of covering. He and Jari Alexander uh, should be a nice tandem on the outside. James Washington, who hit 15 on your list for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it looks like the Steelers have found another star at the wide receiver position outside of the first round. He was outstanding. And then Rasheen Green coming from the Seattle Seahawks, giving them a little pass rushing presence. That is something that they definitely needed. And finally, Michael Gallup for the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he's the Dez Bryant replacement. We talked about the Cowboys needing someone to step up in their wide receiver room. This rookie has really come out, kind of lit it up. He looks like he may be ready. He may be the real deal. Yeah, he's uh, he's been outstanding. Number 21 on this list, by the way, is playing on Thursday night. Dallas Goddard. Do Ooh, not sleep on him. Another one. Because of some injuries at the wide receiver position. Friend of the podcast, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, big friend, big friend of the podcast. Hey, Buck, I'm telling you, it would not shock me if if he got a little bit more production and some more balls went his way than people anticipate early in the season. He can take up some of that slack with some of the injuries at the wide receiver position to kind of pair off what you have there uh, in one of the best tight ends in the league in Zach Ertz. Oh, without question, he should help them. I love what he's been able to do in the preseason. And they featured him without Alshon Jeffrey and some of the other guys. Man, he could get a, a lot of targets headed in his direction this, this day. All right, Buck, we're getting – we have to start cranking because we got so much uh, stuff we've got to get through and we're limited on studio time today. Uh, but so just the three matchups. I'm going to list the three matchups. Just pick one of the three that you think is the is the premier matchup for the weekend. The, the three we identified, Jalen Ramsey, Odell Beckham. 
Mike Evans versus Marshawn Latimer, considering the drama that those two had last year. And then we've got Kirk Cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you had to say, of those three, what's the main event? What's the main matchup you're watching this weekend? I mean, come on, this is easy. Jalen Ramsey, after all the stuff that he talked about in GQ, <laughs> calling out all the quarterbacks. Odell Beckham Jr. getting his money. I want to see this. This is primetime matchup. This is made for TV. And I think this is going to be one that's very, very exciting because not only Jalen Ramsey, you got to deal with A.J. Boye. This tandem really made it difficult for quarterbacks and receivers to get off. But Odell Beckham Jr. is special. We may see how special he is this week against the Jaguars. Well, Eli Manning, too, coming out and saying who when he, when he was asked about that GQ article. That, that'll be fun to watch him. Uh, he might find out who Jalen Ramsey is this weekend. <laughs> That's going to be a fun game, man. Uh, cannot wait. Tom Coughlin uh, back against the Giants as well. A lot of storylines to follow in that one. We got to do our season predictions here, Buck, and then uh, and then we'll get to uh, some of these college games. You ready to roll? Let's do it. All right, let's go. Offensive player of the year prediction. You go first. Who you got? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Steve Sarkeesian finds a way to feed him, and he's going to find a way to get him in the paint. I think he scores more touchdowns. All right, I'm going to go with the return of David Johnson, and he ends up being the offensive player of the year. Uh, somebody I think people – Almost kind of forgot a little bit just how dynamic, how special he is, not just as a runner, but in the pass game. He is a phenomenal route runner. You can do so many things with him. I think a huge year ahead for David Johnson. He's my pick for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, how about Defensive Player of the Year, Buck? I'm going to surprise some people. I'm going to go with Patrick Peterson from the Arizona Cardinals. This is a guy that's going to have an opportunity to get his hands on more balls, playing a little more off coverage, playing a little more zone. That should lead to interceptions on tips and overthrows. Patrick Peterson should be a star in this defense that Steve Wilkes has constructed. All right, so I've got the Offensive Player of the Year coming from the Cardinals. You've got the Defensive Player of the Year coming from the Cardinals. My Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to uh, maybe – Buck, he, he might be the emerging star in the NFL this year. I mean, you're going and all that's the way Miles in. Garrett. All I think anybody in. that watched Hard Knocks got a chance to see what we've seen all along when we studied him at Texas A&M. Miles Garrett is a freak, and he's got a chance to have a big-time year. I'm talking 15-plus sack type year if he can stay healthy. Miles Garrett is my pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Some good news for the Brownies there, Buck. How about that? Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to step on this one quickly, man. Look, I thought this guy should have been the first overall pick. Saquon Barkley, to me, is the guy you have to keep an eye on. I believe he's going to be the next coming of Le'Veon Bell, meaning he's going to do some special things, not only as a runner but as a pass catcher. Look for him to spit out 100-yard scrimmage games like an ATM machine. Yeah, I can't, I can't complain about that one. I'm going to go with, stick with my guy here in Sam Darnold. I don't know. You know, the stats are going to wow you, but he's going to be out there all 16 weeks. And I think that uh, you'll see some good moments there from Sam Darnold. He'll emerge as the favorite there to be the offensive rookie of the year. Let's flip it over defensive rookie of the year. Who do you like? Defensive rookie of the year, I like Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, to me, is a surprise that he landed with the Denver Broncos at five. But I think they're going to benefit by putting him opposite Von Miller. Look for this guy that had 12 sacks as a rookie. He's going to be a phenomenal Ooh, 12 playmaker. 12 sacks. Oh, 12 sacks. Right That's out the a gate. big number. Come on, right out the gate. Big number. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Roquan Smith uh, for the Bears. I think he's going to be a tackle machine, sideline to sideline, the instincts, the range, uh, the explosiveness. He checks every single box. I think Khalil Mack being there is going to help him as well. I think Roquan Smith has a huge year, and that front seven for the Bears uh, has a chance to be pretty special there. All right, and this is one uh, I've got my big surprise pick of the day once because we're at the Big Boy Award now. Mm -hmm. The MVP, Buck, who do you like? Oh, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. 
Deshaun Watson is such a popular year. pick right now. Well, I don't, I don't know what everybody Watson. else is saying, but Deshaun Watson is going <laughs> to light it up. I know when you score touchdowns and your team goes from averaging seven points a game to 34 points a game on the strength of your right arm and your magic playmaking ability, I'm encouraged. Bill O'Brien has had a full offseason to craft and create new things for Deshaun Watson. Look for him to hoist the trophy at the end of the year at the NFL Honors. On our All right, I'm, I told you I like my coffee bold, and I'm going bold with this one. My MVP buck, Kirk Cousins. He got all that money. Everybody said it was too much for, for what you're getting in a player there. I don't know, man. He's put up a lot of yards with an offense not nearly as talented in terms of skill positions is, is what he's walking into here with the Minnesota Vikings. He's got a check down in Dalvin Cook anytime he wants it. He's got receivers that can win one-on-one on the outside, and he's got a great defense. So you're going to have short fields. They're going to put up points, I think, lots of touchdowns. Coming Kirk Cousins' way, a great team. A lot of times that MVP is, is the best player on the best team, and I think he's got a, a legitimate shot at this thing. Uh, people think I'm taking my crazy pills, but I'm going Kirk Cousins for my MVP. Ooh, you might be taking some crazy pills, but I can see it because this team is built to win. They have everything. The key for Kirk Cousins won't be whether he wins the MVP, but can he get the Minnesota Vikings to the next step? That would be the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl of bust in Minnesota. No question. All right, let's uh, let's go. Speaking of Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchup. Ooh, drum roll. What do you got here? What two teams, Buck? Oh, the Houston Texans versus the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl. Go ahead and write that down. You can get that. Uh, go ahead and Ooh. get your ticket. Uh, I believe this is one that we are going to be excited about. Matt Ryan bounces back from a disappointing season with C. Sarkeesian in year one. But in year two, we saw the results. We saw how he changed with Kyle Shanahan. I like this Atlanta Falcons team on both sides of the ball. And the Houston Texans, a lot of attention will go on Deshaun Watson, but that defense gets J.J. Watt back. And even if J.J. Watt is just an average player, you put him alongside Clowney, Merciless, you bring in Honey Badger, Romeo Cornell comes back on the sideline. This defense is a top-five defense. The combination of great defense and a great quarterback typically gets you to the winner's circle. Yeah, look, that'd be a fun one. That'd be a fun game to watch. I'm going to go – I just said it with Kirk Cousins being the MVP. If that's going to happen, the Vikings have to have an unbelievable year. And I have them. I have them going to the Super Bowl here and playing against the Patriots. I actually have the Vikings beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. The Patriots getting to the Super Bowl, usually that's like the surest bet coming out of the AFC. They have owned that conference for quite some time. And while maybe we see a little bit of slippage, a little chink in the armor there in New England – I have a rule. You know it. I say it all the time. I never bet against number 12. Well, I wouldn't bet against number 12, particularly with the challengers around them seemingly falling apart. I mean, speaking specifically. I say I never bet against them. I did. I just picked them to lose the Super Bowl. Uh, I never bet against them to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a nice pick. That's a safe pick. You talk about, like, really stepping out there. You really didn't step out there with the Patriots, but that's fine. That's, no, that's good. I, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right, you ready to do some college football? Man, Mark? let's get to these college games. So let's go right now. SC Stanford two point game. I'm looking here, and everyone is going chalk. Are I you going to switch it? Are you going to switch it? I see. I see Kent going Stanford, Sully going Stanford, you going Stanford. So I mess, I guess I might as well go Stanford because I'm trying to stay in the race. So Stanford all, right. all around. All right, Stanford for everybody there at home. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. How JT Daniels does first road game here as a true freshman. That Amon Ra St. Brown, though, is the truth. I watched their game on tape yesterday. I even called you and said, man, Amon Ra St. Brown's the best player at USC on their offense right now as a freshman. Oh, absolutely. Um, He's terrific. He get to play against his brother, Osiris, right? Osiris uh, yep. St. Brown, wide receiver for Stanford. And KJ Costello looked good last week against San Diego State. San Diego State sold out against the run and shut down Bryce Love. 
But USC gave up 300 rushing yards last week. I think Bryce Love gets healthy in this one, has a huge game. Stanford wins. Uh, what's the next game on the list here? Clemson, Texas A&M. Oh, I want to take Texas A&M, Buck. I want to do it. Don't but do it. There's I nothing. Can't. There's no one holding your pen. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't. Is it a clean sweep? Are we all on, Clem- all on Clemson? Here? Everybody's on Clemson. Everybody's on Clemson. They're number two in the country. They're one of the pillar programs. Uh, I, I have to see it before I can It's going it. to be crazy atmosphere, though. I mean, at, at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, there's some excitement there. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Everyone's going to jump around. The music's going to be playing. Everyone's going to be yelling. They're going to have that, that rebel yell or whatever they do, and then they're going <laughs> to kick off to the Tigers, and the Tigers are going to run the kickoff all the way back, and then that'll Whoa. be it. How about that bold call there? Uh, all right, let's get to the next game here. What's next on the list, Buck? Georgia, South Carolina. Ooh, look at Man, here we go. We got Georgia from Kent, Georgia from Sully. Oh, of course everybody's taking Georgia. They're the number three team in the country. I mean. But not everybody's taking them. Yeah, because I'm going to take Give them. me the Gamecocks. Oh, my god! In the upset at home, South Carolina, Man, the fighting I Will Muschamps. love this pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that drop. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, ho- I don't. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Why do you hope Buck, it happens? Buck, I'm telling you. I have because not, and I ha- as, as I a Tennessee grad, nothing would make me feel a little oh, bit better. Georgia. Than a Georgia loss, it'd be nice. A we're Georgia gonna, loss? That's, yeah. where, that's where we're at now. That's Not where we're Tennessee at. wins. We're 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 Tennessee has mainly. Tennessee has ETSU on Saturday. I'm I'm uh, that's a dub. So I'm cheering against people on Saturday. Mainly. Okay, all right. So. Here's the three reasons I like South Carolina. Okay, three reasons. Jakey Bentley. I I like the quarterback. Good player. Number two, my college roommates are strength coach, so there's a personal connection there. Jeff Dillman is, uh, is their strength conditioning coach. I'm you sound like one reasons. of those guys. And number three, I talked to a, a buddy who's a who's a is an executive with a team that's been on a tour. It's been out, you know, on a scouting tour, and he said he had gone through Georgia, uh, Clemson, South Carolina, all these different. He's hit that whole region up, and he said, DJ, I'm telling you, South Carolina has got so many good like sophomores, juniors, like legit, legit NFL dudes. So uh, and, I think there's a little more Debo. talent at South Carolina. There, but who's their coach? Ooh. Oh, my champ's going to get him going. Okay. No, He's going to get him going. Fire it up. I'm, I'm going to take the Bulldogs. <laughs> all right, you guys go ahead. You Here we go. Penn State at Pittsburgh. Are we all taking Penn State, right? I mean, I think they kind of got it. We gave App State, woke them up. We, we threw some water on their face and woke them up a little bit, and they're going to take it out on Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. It's chalk. It's all across the board. Uh, Michigan State at Arizona State. Defighting Herm Edwards. They look great. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Michigan State looked that great. I'm rolling with Arizona State. Oh, my gosh. What, Sully, Sully with the – Sully, you forks up? Forks up. Oh, my man. roommate's going to be there. The He's going to be loud and proud. Oh, my gosh. Look up Harry the going for 200 yards. Arizona State at home against Big Ten teams. There's like 11-0 and 0 or something crazy like that. They don't lose the Big Ten teams. All, all good things come to an end. Kent goes with Michigan State. I am with Sparty. Go green. Go white. Sparty on I'm the road. i you that 3 3 5 yeah. It's hard to get ready for that three three five in a it week. It is until they decide to hit you in the mouth. Here we go, Nebraska, <laughs> Colorado at Nebraska. Oh, Kent, Sully, don't do this. Kent to is going with Nebraska. Sully is going with Colorado. Wow, I'm going uh, Nebraska, and I'm also going with Nebraska. Scott Frost. What, one what, thing what about what that though. One thing about that. I do like Montez. He looked good last week. That's why. Colorado. That's why I picked him. Our yeah. boy Montez, really, really fun talking to the guy at Pac-12 Media Days. He was a, he was he's a, good a dude. really interesting player. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the dumbest thing you've ever done, Sully. Not the dumbest. No. That's not saying much. Here we go. Mississippi <laughs> State at Kansas State. 
Oh, can't Mississippi State? I know Sully's always going to take the SEC team, Mississippi State. I'm also going with Mississippi State. Bulldogs. Clean sweep. Call, call. Oh, UCLA, Oklahoma. Come on. Why is this game on here? We couldn't find a OU, competitive game. OU, OU, Come on, OU. Every, straight across. Uh, Arizona at the University of Houston. Kent goes Arizona. Sully, Houston, DJ. I can't, we were all on Houston. Kent's lone wolf in Arizona. I thought I was going to lone wolf it on Houston. Oh, man. I'm Arizona looked terrible awful. on offense. Yeah, I'm going, terrible. With, I'm going with Houston on this one. They got shut down. I think what they didn't have a point in the first BYU half, right? BYU just bottled them up. And they didn't, they, they, Khalil oh. Tate's just like just a five-step drop guy now, apparently. like yeah, the, don't, yeah. don't let him use his legs. All he did was rush like 200 yards every time out last year. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Someone I coming home. I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, I can't. Iowa State versus Iowa. Kent with Iowa. Sully with the Cyclones. DJ with Iowa. I am also with the Hawkeyes because when I was eight years old and I played Little League, I used to stand up as a tight end because I saw Hayden Fry and the Hawkeyes yes, do it. Yes, with your hands on your hips. With my hands on my hip. So, yes. yes. So, I'm continuing to stand. <laughs> I'm I stay love that. With the Iowa Hawkeyes. You know who else did that for a time? Uh, Florida. Florida. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who was it? Kenny. They had a tight end named like Kenny. Who, last name was Kenny. To my Aaron uh, Kenny. Is that who it the was? Fi- the firefighter? And he would just stand. I just remember at the end of the line, I remember always just seeing him stand there with his arms on, like, <laughs> on his hips. It looks so weird, man. Not flexed out for those that you know, listen to us. No, no, no. In line as a tight end, just standing straight up. I it's did. great. I did in Little League. In Little League. That's what TV's a bad thing sometimes for kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Iowa tight end. The Iowa tight end. My, the Iowa tight end, Buck, is a freak show, by the way. Oh, he's unbelievable. Fan, he is legit. Um, we'll be talking about him all spring. I can promise you that. Uh, anything else you want to – what do you got coming up in the notebook? You want to promote that thing for us here? Oh, uh, coming up in the notebook. I'm going to talk about Blake Bortles and why Doug Marone says he would love to see his quarterback have zero turnovers. And I'm saying it's not a shot or a dismissal. Also, Mitchell Trubisky, the time is now. He needs to wake up and play well. And finally, Derek Carr has all this pressure why John Gruden has put the young franchise quarterback in the spotlight. All right, there you go. There's Bucky's uh, notebook. Check that out, NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks. You can check out what Bucky is working on there. Uh, be sure to uh, download, subscribe to the podcast. Don't just download it. Subscribe. It'll show up for you each and every time we pop out a new one. We'll have three a week starting next week. You can find uh, all our videos, nfl.com slash mtsvideo, as well as on youtube.com slash nfl. Appreciate you guys leaving us the, the rankings and the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Always a big help there. Uh, that's going to do it for us, Buck. Big NFL weekend, week one, a great slate of college football games. Can't wait to recap it all next week right here on Move the Sticks. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.